Good evening and welcome to episode 27. Seven. 27. Gouda like and Gouda. I am Bob Gouda and with me as always is Jerome Ralston. Good evening, Jerome. Evening, Bob. And as always, as almost always, Jay. Semi-always. Hi. The, reassuring, the reassuring presence. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to the kitchen and the cheese board. Now, uh, tonight's selections have a theme. That's a miniature theme. I, I can't really say that we have enough cheese to be a full-on, you know, theme, like a movie theme or a soundtrack or something. This is just a, like, you know, maybe a small episode of a sitcom or something. And that theme <laughs> is the noble black truffle. The blackest of truffles. Big business. You get yourself a, uh, a dog or a pig that you can train to root for truffles, and you can make a living off of that. Probably something else to it, like you need to know where truffles grow. Gotta have your fishing holes. And you gotta know how to train a dog or a pig to uh, go find those. I watched a show, I watched a cooking show once that uh, one of the segments was just a dude. And this had to have been in like, you know, the eastern part of New York State. Um, That was his full-time job, is he would go out and he would have his dog locate truffles, and then he goes into the city with just a sack full of black truffles, and he sells them for immense amounts of money per pound. They were 100 bucks a pound 10 years ago at Wegmans in Ithaca. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever had just straight-up plain truffle fresh off the fresh no. scraped off? I have, however, had a fungus feast because I worked down the hall from the mycologist's uh, for a while, and every year they had a fungus feast. So beer, of course, because fermentation requires. Uh, and I had a lot of other stuff. My favorite thing was a black truffle butter risotto. Ooh, yeah. Everything about that sounds fantastic. That was good. Uh, black truffle butter risotto? Yeah. It was, it was good stuff. Uh, we, being the IT department, we always kind of got called in to finish up any food that happened to be left after meetings. For some reason. Do you think that people in the mycology fields are ever um, tempted to just throw it all aside in favor of the truffle game? Uh, I did know there were several people in town who had their yellow chanterelle fishing holes, and at least one of them sold them to restaurants. Okay. I gathered that at the time, anyway, they, they were hard. I may have misunderstood because I have no idea about biology. But uh, they they had their fishing holes, but they weren't really something that you could culture, cultivate. They It was a lot yeah. easier to find them. Kind of naturally. Yeah. And so this guy just knew where they were, and every year he'd make the rounds and he'd do what you said. He'd probably not with a sack, but you know he'd go to restaurants and be like, got some yellow chanterelles. Yeah. My understanding of the, uh, the mushroom cultivation uh, business or hobby is that more often than not, you simply end up with like a whole different species of mushroom than you were shooting for. The taxonomy of mushrooms is is very difficult to do. Deciding what species a given mushroom is is very difficult. And it's one of those things that it sounds like a five-year-old. It's like, okay, came up with it. Like, okay, what color is it? Okay, put it down on the paper and then take it away. And what, what's the pattern there? What's the spore pattern? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's very... which. Mm-hmm renders it somewhat difficult when you have 
mushrooms that are edible and tasty that look very much like, say, the death angel sure. Amanita, exactly. which will kill you in three days from liver exactly. failure. Exactly. Uh, Sounds pro like a tip, game. Pro tip, by the way, if you do eat a mushroom, you don't know what it is, and you feel sick, and then a day later you feel better, you should go to the hospital because that's your liver shutting down. Maybe. <laughs> My liver doesn't hurt anymore. Or, or, or maybe, you're just, maybe, maybe you're just getting better. Maybe. One of, <laughs> but, the, one of the people I work down the hall from is the woman who got those phone calls. Like, uh, hey, we have some dude here. She'd be like, well, find a liver transplant right now. It's a fascinating Fortunately, field. not many. However, we are getting very far afield from cheese. Yeah. Anyway, um, so what we got here tonight is... Black a brace truffle. of cheese. A brace of black cheeses. truffle cheeses. Um, one of them we've had before, and we're gigantic fans of. At the time. I'm, uh, that was quite a um, while ago, and I'm interested yeah. in seeing if my more... Let's not say I'm mature, sure but let's say experienced. Really and a liquidy, bloomy rind uh, from Mugier de Illinois. I don't think that's what it says. It says de Affinois. Mm. Made in France, black truffles from the Perigord region. And Perigord, then, that's in Illinois. Oddly, in Germany, it says mit schwarzen Trüffeln. With an umlaut, no less. Austin Perigord. What's the uh, what's the price be... premium on some black truffle cheese? Like, what do we got? Uh, what is this tartufo? The the second cheese, which is a twenty three sotto scenari al tartufo, which means under the ashes with hmm. truffles. Hmm. Uh, and the other one, I've already that's uh, what twenty three bucks a pound. Yep. And this other one is twenty bucks a pound. Oh, okay. Wow. So it doesn't add a huge premium to it, but uh, I've seen some black truffle cheeses there that um, that I've wanted to get, but. It was just... Yeah, it's, a fairly disappointing one, as I recall. Or one that was kind of fair to middling before yeah. the Soto Sonari a couple of years ago. Okay. can't remember what it was. Yeah, me neither. I'll have to check the notebook. We had a black truffle kick for a while. But the thing is, you know, weeks. even with the expensive cheeses, if all we're doing is getting a small chunk of it to eat while we record this, you know, it's, it's, it's not that big of a deal. It is interesting to note um, down that... Uh, under the ashes, um, ingredients include a salt rind rubbed with ashes of cinnamon, nutmeg, licorice root, fennel, cloves, anise, truffle oil. Mm. I think the truffle oil is not actually ashes. Like, this should really taste like black licorice, because licorice tastes like, licorice root tastes like black licorice, fennel tastes like black licorice, cloves, ugh, anise, anise tastes like black licorice. I like black licorice. Do you? Oh, yeah. Hey, not that Dutch stuff with the salt on it. That's not table salt. That's like some sort of ammonia salt. Don't eat that stuff's terrible. Yeah, the extent of my licorice understanding is like Mike and Ike, so that's Alright, well since we're we've got a range of sophistication, <laughs> let's go with the soft one first, if if we could. Because sure. I wanna I wanna get that experience passed. <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous about this. A bit stinky. It is. Not it's like going in full. It smells like a braid. Yeah, it smells like a braid. It's got that cauliflower kind of smell to it that is never, <laughs> never that pleasing to me because I just don't like love cauliflower. Do you? Oh, for sure. I just did a, a Belgian dip. Almost bad as this is French. Yeah, no, that's yeah, Doctor Evil, Austin Powers, hmm. like nineteen ninety seven. Tastes like a brie. I don't get anything particularly mm. special out of this. The rind is very active. It is. You get any truffle out of this? Um, I gotta try a piece that doesn't have the uh, doesn't have the rind on it. Just give me a paper towel. 
Um, the rind really, really dominates the flavor. Yeah, I've got to try a piece without it. Or should I say a scoop? Yeah, or this is no. a piece of this cheese. This is sort of losing cohesiveness and beginning to. Gravity is having its way with this cheese. It does have that nice pie crust mm. looking thing yeah. you see with some, some French cheese with the rind. Oh, yeah. You can taste it without the rind. Okay. Get a scoop from the side. Um, the, um, you can definitely taste truffle. It's very salty. Um, I would almost say that it tastes salty enough that it doesn't taste like a brie. No, the rind says brie. Oh, that is, that is different. Yeah. I like that. It's got the, uh, I mean, first off, by not eating the rind, you're avoiding that kind of gross, active, cauliflowery kind of, uh, <clears throat> I'm told that there are many people violence. that feel that that is part of the appeal, is that sort of earthy flavor. You're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> uh, I would argue that many millions of Frenchmen couldn't be wrong, but... Well, I think that's delicious. The inside. Do you of that taste is the truffle? A little bit. It's, I do. This is really like the word that comes to mind is actually kind of oily, and I yeah. don't mean that in a bad way. Not like you know, in some guy trying to sell you a used car with his hair slicked back, but in a yeah. No offense to any used car salesman that may be listening. I presume that that stereotype is long past its due date. But yeah, yeah I've been to a used car line a long time. It's kind of it's it's kind of oily. It's it's too thin to be buttery. Like the consistency. Yeah, isn't, yeah. It's not as creamy as. Um, like a triple cream. Well, this, this is not been, a triple cream. This has been out for, for a while, too, so this is warmed up. Mm-hmm. Which I'm told you're supposed to do. Jay, you've been, you've been inscrutable over there. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just trying to like think about what I want to say. Um, you guys are pretty much nailing it. I think like there's two t- totally different flavors going on there. Um, you know, the, the just the cheese on the inside has got, you know, like a like a sweetie salty thing going yeah. on whereas the like that ride is a lot more like very you're saying active and very like vegetable y mm-hmm. like I feel that in my I feel that mm-hmm. rind in my sinuses. And I understand it's part of the experience, but the rind so dominates the the soft cheese within that yeah. I feel like if you were to eat this rind by itself and the che- the in the soft bits inside by itself, I feel like you'd have two separate experiences that would be you know, nonetheless, like, let me... I would just want to eat this on bread. Here's a hunk like of the just inside, the inside of it. I just want to spread this on some bread. Maybe some toast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I don't really usually feel that way about cheese. Like, crackers maybe, but bread... You know, like, actually, a, like, a sizable serving of it, not a little I bit. have some Ritz crackers. Like a dollop. Well, actually, that rind on its own is not too bad. Yeah. I, yeah. I kind of must have just got a real dusty piece. On their own? I think each on its own is interesting enough. Like, combined together... Yeah. Um, I don't know you guys. I was just trying to, like, discern between the two of them when they were both in my mouth. The flavor on the rind is 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 very dominant, and it really kind of takes away from your ability to taste the truffle and the saltiness. Clearly, I think it's, I think it's a delicious cheese. Clearly, we need to develop the technology to get more rind in, or more truffle into the rind. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Maybe, um, we, like, you know, plasma vapor de- deposits on it or something. <laughs> Ooh. This is exactly what you need to work on. Or just like spray it with a spray bottle. Okay, one one of these approaches has <laughs> uses a dollar spray bottle from the dollar store, and the other one uses plasma paper, or at least a pot so, cl- paper. I know which one you favor. I get it. I mean, I get it. Clearly, <laughs> one of us has our priorities wrong. 
Wow, you guys are all going back for seconds. I'm gonna try that. Try that Rhine separate. Right. So I'll just break off, break that off. Try it like they do in France. Smear it on a Ritz. <laughs> Caesar Ritz, I think. I don't think he was French. Was a person named Cesar Ritz? The guy who started the Ritz chain of hotels, Cesar Ritz. Oh. He worked his way up from nothing. Did he do the cracker soup? He did live in France for many years. He started from the bottom, now he, uh, making the whole sleeves? Now he's deceased, and has been for many years, but, yeah, he worked his way up. I, but I believe he, is he Swiss? The name like Caesar. Uh, it's Caesar. Yes, C E S A R. Caesar. Yeah, probably, maybe, probably not. French. A little bit. A little In bit. my imagination, he sounds like Caesar Romero. Okay. All right. Yum. Let's give this uh, Tartufo its day in court. You should describe this before the. Uh, it is a. Before you take it to the stand, swear it in. It is a, you know, off-white cow's milk cheese. Firm, some, some, uh, um, a little soft, a little soft. I mean, compared to the fromager of Illinois, <laughs> um, it's got a <clears throat> a gray rind, light gray, it's gray like, like office wall gray. I was thinking like a dowager's hair. But I don't know what a dowager. Let's is. go driftwood. All right, driftwood. I mean cedar. Whatever. And Whether that rind cedar. is apparently got a lot going on. With, uh, yeah, you, one with of the whatnot. We gotta get everybody's gotta get some rind here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of those pieces doesn't have rind, and that just won't do. Rind. Gotta be under the ashes. Under the ashes. It's got a fairly distinct smell. And over the gums. Mm. Which I'm having trouble explaining because it's so distinct. <laughs> yes. Mm. Feel free to laugh at my failure of vocabulary here. Not the fatty, failure of vocabulary, just the um, like determination. A, it's a stiff rind. Like a fatty licorice note smell? Well, it's got like these different sense. kinds of licorice in it, so. Yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to describe the smell. It doesn't smell like. It just smells like ashes. Like, it could be, it could be ashes of it's whatever. It's sweet. Yeah, it's got a sweet smell to it. I like the smell. I like the cheese. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, so good. Yeah. That is delicious. That That's is no right. less delicious than the last time we ate it. Nope. This is freshly packed. Wow. This is the packed date on this is yesterday. I'm going to find that other notebook one of these days so I can look up the notes on previous cheeses like this. But that is a terrific, terrific cheese. I taste... Northern Italian. I taste truffle. I taste... The rind is, like I said, a little stiff. I don't think it's stiff. The truffle, really the truffle oil kind of really comes punch, out to me. Punch through it. The truffle oil really comes out to me. Mm-hmm. Let me try and this just bit of rind here. The ashes gives it sort of an, a little bitter note to anchor the truffliness to let you know that you're not just drinking, like, truffle-infused butter or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not that you would drink truffle-infused butter. Is that cloth rind? Yeah. kind of feels like a, like it a was, papery bark. You can yeah. see that it was in cloth. There's a, there's mm-hmm. a grain to the outside of it, but that's... Huh. No... Yeah, yeah, this, this stuff is, this is uh, excellent. This stuff is excellent. Wow, I love the consistency of it too. How is it without the rind? Delicious. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty spectacular cheese. Very smooth. Yeah, I don't think I've actually heard you express like, like exuberance you. about very many cheeses. <laughs> so you that, get that kind of ashy, 
ashy note, like in your, like you smell it too when you're eating it, and it's uh, it's very pleasing. Um, I don't get where you're seeing that. This does not taste at all like the smell of used pallets being thrown on a fire pit. These are more refined ashes. Well, ashes of quality. <laughs> so, so not just generic. This is like the ashes of like burnt antique furniture. <laughs> Like they burn a couple of Danzig tables. Oh, gosh. <laughs> ah, you can really taste the Chippendale. You can really taste the centuries of melted wax. And the hand labor necessary to make them all. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> pasta. If and this this is fantastic on its own, but pasta. I I honestly this is good enough on its own that I would not dilute it by mm-hmm. by putting it onto something. Um, this is. This is a cheese that's delicious enough to just sit and enjoy by it on its own. I, I mean, you certainly could apply it, but I think you would lose something in it. I like the idea of having it with, like, a tomato or something to get some fruit brightness. See that? Because you got your, like, kind of your fatty taste, and you got your little bit of bitterness taste, and you got your truffle interestingness. Mm-hmm. But having, a, like, a brightness to it, I think, would sort of hit and light up a few more of the taste buds. I'm going to go cheese Louise with the waiter. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about too, like, what what it like might taste like on a pasta. That might be doable, like kind of like sh- shredded up on, a, you know, topped on some sort of like a like a white sauce pasta. I can see that. Although the uh, you have to be careful with the herbs. Well, I guess you'd have, you'd want to tone all that down. Like you right. want it to be pretty bland. And this kind of handles the herbaliness on its own. And then maybe like you know some like is that a word? Some diced herbally. Herbaliness. Herbaliness is now. Okay. You did it. I'm reassured. Like Shakespeare. Um, but then, yeah, like a couple of like cherry tomatoes like tossed in as well for, I think, some of that. Yeah. Fruity brightness. Oh, gosh. I mean, it's northern Italian, and I am partial to the northern Italian style cheeses. The harder. What's the verdict up from the from the comfy chair? Says I. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's clearly an Italian cheese. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, might not have gotten a whole ton of uh, truffle in it, but um, you know, it's it's a fine cheese, and she was willing to admit that. All right. Then that's all I ask. <laughs> you know, I think one of the things I like about this is that it's interesting to the right level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not. It's interesting, but it's not trying to smack you across the face with it. Yeah. It's I, I'm not uh, trying too hard. Well, I think there's a lot it's of effort going into it. I mean, given the sheer number of ingredients in the rind. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's trying hard enough. Like, you know, thinking about, like, a lot of the Sartori cheeses that we, we've tried where, like, they really have these interesting rinds. Yeah. And, like, your expectation is that the cheese is going to kind of, like, vibe off that, and it doesn't. It's not being a dick about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is this is doing what it says it's going to do. I guess... Nothing more, nothing less. I, I'm having an appreciation for proportion of of the different flavors. Like, yeah. we've had a few cheeses where the proportion just works. Yeah. And so there's a subtlety to it. And that's this. We've had other... Excuse me. We've had other cheeses where it's one very good flavor, and then you just sort of crank the dial on that. Um, True. And that's also good. But I, this is a somewhat more reflective cheese. I think the rind is unnecessary. I disagree. And not just because I usually disagree with <laughs> I feel it is necessary. I feel you get that little bit of bitterness to anchor the truffle and the dairy. I think to sort the, of hold it down to earth. I think the thing about the rind is that 
the consistency of it. I knew it. You're going to complain about the consistency. Oh, you really got to chew through it. Yeah. It's kind of But you do get a flavor note from it, and that's that's the point. They work very hard on this rind. I mean, you could you could grind this up or shred it or what have you, and you'd get it nice and homogenous. That's true. Or you could melt true. it. It'd be interesting to melt this, actually, with a piece of rind to see how if the rind disassociates itself. I can see that. I'm disassociated. Well. Has a has a little breakdown. Yeah, if it's bound to itself <laughs> or if it's bound to cheese, but you can definitely taste... Oh, sorry. I'm not... This isn't, like, absolutely my favorite cheese, but... It's certainly I've had a, this, I think, It's, it's certainly times. a would buy again. Oh, yeah. I and have bought again. I'm trying to decide oh, yeah. if it's top shelf. I really like this. I would top shelf it. Ooh. The burrata's gone bad. Great. That was some black truffle burrata wow. being mm. moved to uh, close proximity to the That wasn't there. a featured cheese. I was just having a little cheese snack to break up all the cheese eating. <laughs> well, you know, too <laughs> much. And it's a black <laughs> truffle burrata from a few weeks ago, which apparently does not keep forever. Few things do. Or for more than two weeks. I mean, it was sealed before. Fair. And now it's not sealed. Yeah. It was delicious, I will confirm. Well, we'll have to have perhaps a burrata off at some point where different types of burrata are compared. I just, I want to make burrata because it's the kind of thing that you could make in like a day. What is it, just cheese? It is a very, very quick mozzarella. With tuber estivum vitad. Black, no, no, black summer truffles for your black summer, apparently. A dirty black summer? I am like already. The song? Mm. My dirty black summer. Uh, once again, I am uh, in waters that are above my head. You gotta, if you don't know, you gotta find out. Alright, so what, I about think the, that, what about um, the first one? Alright, the Fromager d'Affinois, Affinois, Illinois. Um. I thought it was very tasty, if you are into that sort of thing. It seems to be your verdict for stuff you don't like. <laughs> well, I don't want to present my subjective opinion of something as the objective truth. You could eat, you know, you could eat just about anything. And, you know, there's people like blood soup, you know. It does nothing for me, but Isn't I can't blood say. blood inherently soup? Uh, I I mean, it's got different uh, things in it. I uh, can't say that it's, you know, objectively bad. I just think it's gross. Um, it's, I don't know, it's the thing that always gets me with those, these, you know, liquidy, soft, bloomy rind French cheeses is that the, I'm never able to really get past how kind of active and aggressive the rind is. Like, it, I always find that it, <clears throat> it overwhelms the taste of the the soft cheese inside, and obviously the solution to that is just not eat the rind with the cheese. But um, you know, it's I don't know. This view it is a really complicated organic packaging material. I've I've never <laughs> loved a bloomy rind cheese, and it'll be it's it'd be funny if I was using the term bloomy rind wrong, which I may be. I don't know. Um, but it's just, uh, you know, just give me the soft, uh, delicious cheese inside. The inside of that. Put it in a, put it in an air plunger and let me just, uh, (laughs) you know, I don't want to have to extract it from its, its moldy home. 
But um, I I do like the cheese inside. I think it's uh, deliciously salty, and you can you can taste everything that's supposed to be there. I appreciate that. Um, it's like truffle butter. But it's like truffle butter, but oilier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But earlier, yeah. and I like that. I want to smear that on crackers. Like I'll probably finish that. It's I'd like to smear that on basically bread. like a dip. Um, tartufo. Well, I, clearly, I we should get a wheel of that. Cut the top off, and then you could have a big... just put my whole face in it with mm-hmm. a snorkel. Yeah, your beard might. I mean, maybe maybe your you know well, good regimen. I wasn't going to give anybody else any. Um, I the you know and the the tartufo as I uh, that just means truffles. Whatever. I, I can't remember what the rest of the name is. What is Soto it? Soto Scenario. Soto Scenario. Tartufo. Yes. Under the Ashes. Yeah, um, stuff. I can't <clears throat> say enough good things about it. Loved it the first time we had it. Loved it this time. I'll give that a top shelf. There's definitely a top shelf. Jerry? Yeah, I don't know anything about the shelf, but I think it's really good. Yeah. Would you say that's one of the absolute... Like, if you were to walk into the store... Mm-hmm. And this was on offer. How much would you look at the other cheeses available? Um, yeah, I guess if I'm picking up like three to four cheeses, um, this one's blindly going in the basket. Then it is top shelf. Sounds good. Top it shelf. It is a cheese Woo! that I would confidently offer up to, you know, if I was going to a function or somebody's house and I wanted to bring a cheese. A high class function. Mm-hmm. I would be confident presenting this to anybody because I think that anybody who doesn't outright hate cheese would love this mm-hmm. that's top shelf that's we don't uh, we don't designate that a lot and um, <clears throat> I was actually kind of thinking uh, about cheddars a couple of weeks ago that as opposed to any other week mm-hmm. when you are it seems like we elevate a lot of cheddars very highly uh, you sir right do but I think the truth might just be that it's just not as difficult to make a top-shelf cheddar as it is to make a top-shelf uh, non-cheddar. And uh, I think they've, uh, they've done it well. Like, I... It's, it's an accomplishment just that the black truffle flavor is sort of... Uh, throughout the cheese, as opposed to, you know... Oh, I didn't get any black truffle in that piece. Um, it's I, there's nothing bad. The to say proportioning about it. in this is excellent. Yeah, it's well yeah. balanced, well yeah. evened out. Absolutely. So, any uh, any final thoughts? You guys, know they're That's making good a, stuff. You guys, know they're making a new Bill and Ted movie. Yeah, yeah, that should be pretty cool. That's right. So the so the Instagram no. photo of Alex went to the Yeah, cheese. Yes, guys, how timely! Just two days ago, I was explaining. Um, to, to uh, Zoe. Um, we were Zoe just talking is about Chase's daughter. Yeah, my, my nine-year-old, soon to be ten-year-old next month. Um, she's doing a lot of like um, like musical, historical figures, so we were talking about um, Beef Oven, who's in uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, right? And then she's like, I'd like to see that. So wouldn't you know it's on Hulu? Yeah, it is. So we started watching it. My nine-year-old is into Bill and Ted's holds Great up. Adventure. It holds up. It Bogus does. Journey, maybe not so much, but it's still good. Bogus Journey was about as good when it came out as it is now. And it's not that great. But man, tune in for the cheese. Had a terrific soundtrack. Stay for the... Hell yeah. Stay for the movie commentary. (laughs) Um, I'm going to have more of this uh, this, uh, Soto scenario. 
So that is episode 26, and we've had our black truffle cheeses, and uh, you know maybe you have some black truffle cheeses. This might have been 27. You know, it's 27. 27, whatever. It might have been. Yeah, it's 27. He's overcome by this uh, by the black truffles. Yeah, it's really in my head. Um, so that's uh, that's our that's our show. Uh, we wish you the joy of the black truffle. Good night, everybody.